Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich with you, 1235 in Edmonton. Some guests on Oilers Now received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Before we bring aboard Elliot Friedman, a quick text message from my grandma, Brendan. She says, I'm a big fan of the Brendan and Brendan show. Oh, good. So I think we finally made it. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a shout out to my grandma, Betty Bogdan. But that means we need to make a podcast now and go head to head against uh, 31 Thoughts. How do you think we'll do? <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's ask, let's ask Elliot. Why yeah. not? <laughs> I'm sure we'll be uh, at the top of the charts just like uh, 31 Thoughts is. Uh, Elliot, how are you doing? I think your grandmother would listen to my podcast over your <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's she great. sounds like a person with great taste. Well, she's a big hockey fan, so if her grandson's hosting a hockey show, she's going to listen, so we'll put it at that. Well, you know, let me just say this in all seriousness. My biggest fan was my grandmother, so I can totally see it. Like, that is the great thing about grandparents. They see through or ignore all of our terrible flaws, and they only look at the things that are good. So that is a good grandmother. Congratulations, Brendan. Absolutely. By the way, Bob said not to take it too, uh, or he said take it easy on him today. He knew you were coming for him with some uh, some strong uh, attacks. So uh, we'll let you have it, but no, uh, I, take it easy. I know everyone in Edmonton is in a great mood because last night you guys played probably your best game of the season. So I am not taking any shots at Bob today. Besides. Brendan, you can't be predictable. Once in a while, you got to just say, okay, leave them hanging. Bring the audience back for when I do do it. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, well, let's, let's focus on what you said there about uh, the game last night being the Oilers' best game of the season, Elliot. Um, give me your take on this team so far through the season. I was actually in the crowd last night watching uh, the game, uh, and a fan leaned over to another fan and said, uh, do you think this is the same Oilers team as last season? And the other fan said, uh, 
not a chance. So I think we're starting to see the Oilers, you know, they competed with the Pittsburgh Penguins toe-to-toe, and then they just beat the Washington Capitals. So that's something to build off of. But what are you seeing from this team? Well, first of all, do you agree or disagree with my thesis that last night was your best game? Oh, I agree, 100%. Okay, because, you know, the the quality of the opponent, you know, I I thought. Now, I I was at a charity event last night in Toronto, so I came back and I watched the game as much as I could. So I confess that if I missed something that wasn't that good, I didn't see it, but I generally thought from what I saw, you guys were very good. You know, I think that, you know, I think the jury is still out, to be honest, Brendan. Like, to me, what makes a good team is that you can do what you guys did last night consistently. Like, there's no point in saying, oh, okay, well, we're on the right track now, or this is who we are, until you can do it over and over and over again. And that's obviously the biggest question there is about you guys. You guys have had some good efforts, but you haven't been able to sustain them for a long period of time. So, you know, your next game, are you going to come out and are you going to do the same thing again? Like, Nashville did not let you guys do anything a week ago. They did not let you guys do a thing. So on the road, are you going to be able to go out and make that a different game? That's when you know you're building something. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, as you said, that Nashville game earlier or last week was not uh, very good from an Oilers standpoint. But what what's encouraging to me, Elliot, is you know they, they came back against Winnipeg. They showed they can come back in a game. Yes. Uh, they played the run and gun game with Pittsburgh, and last night they locked it down and played a really solid uh, defensive game, and uh, you know capitalized uh, on some sloppiness from the Capitals at times, especially uh, that John Carlson play where he just passed it right to Nugent Hopkins uh, and he went in shorthanded and scored. So that's the yeah. way to beat the Caps, I guess, is uh, when they're on the power play, score shorthanded. The Oilers found a way last night, so that's encouraging. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, when you're playing good teams, you know, like, look, like, how, how many times is John Carlson going to make that mistake? Like, like, how many times is John Carlson giving you that in a game? Well, the answer is, if you get one, you're lucky. And the fact is, they got one, and you guys capitalized it, and that's what you have to do. I mean, you, you know, you it's hard enough to score in this league against good teams like Washington when they don't give you anything. So if they're going to give you something like they did last night, you know, you have to be able to take advantage of it. And you guys did. And, uh, you know, I I think the other thing too, that was really good about last night is the whole situation allowed you guys to give guys like Clefbaum and McDavid a breather. You know, McDavid was down to 21 minutes, 16 at even strength. Clefbaum was 26 minutes which is still a load, but it's not, you know, the 30 minutes or the 29 minutes that we've seen him play lately. I mean, you were at least in a situation where some of your guys who've really been carrying you and grinding you, they got some downtime. Absolutely. I think that's huge as well. By the way, um, I wanted to get your thoughts on the delay of game penalty. I don't know if you read about it or heard about it uh, with Washington last night. Uh, and also these face-off violations. That's back-to-back games. There's been a face-off violation penalty against Pittsburgh and now Washington. Uh, it's just sort of strange to see it happening all at once, and it seems like it's happening now a lot more. Has there been maybe a, a crackdown on that uh, from your observation this season, or is this we're just noticing it more and more? 
the delay of game penalty, I did not see. The crackdown, the, the face-off one, I got You know what? It was so funny that you mentioned that because I got a text about it while I was still at the charity event. Like somebody said, somebody sent me a note that said another bleeping, bleeping, bleeping face-off violation. And I was like, what, in the Edmonton game? And he goes, yeah. And I go, well, that was like two and two games. You know what the amazing thing about that, brand is? I have to look at this, but I think those are the only two all year. Wow. And last year, after Christmas, somebody told me there were three all of last year after Christmas. Wow. So either you've got a linesman or a referee who's – you know, really horny for that call for some reason. Or I wonder if they, now that actually this is actually a note I meant to check, and I'll have to check it. I wonder if the Oilers are seeing something and they're asking the officials about it and the officials count it. I don't know, because we don't see that call. Like I said, they I think they're only three last year after Christmas. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I was just uh, I I do find it really bizarre that all of a sudden back to back games. That's why I wanted to ask you about it. But the, the, the delay of game it call, by bizarre. the way, the delay of game. Maybe yeah. Brennan will explain what happened to you here quickly because he actually noted uh, what happened earlier, and we'll bring uh, Brennan Escott on here to explain it to you quickly. So basically, from what I saw, Elliot, it was uh, just back-to-back icing calls where the Capitals were, you know, throwing a bunch of guys out on the ice, making the officials sort it out and trying to get that extra breather in there. And the second time around, the officials said, uh, you're not going to pull this one on us. So that, that was basically my rendition of what happened. Yeah, it was you interesting. Know, and Todd Ritter was not happy about it. You know what, there is, there is something to that. Because one thing I, I do know, guys, I'm glad that we're having this conversation because I didn't realize that was called last night. We had a meeting every year before the season. We have a meeting with the hockey operations department just to go over some things that we should keep an eye out for during the season. And every year there we ask, someone always makes a point of asking, you know, was there anything that you met with the teams about and said that this is a point of emphasis And it's funny because they'll usually say, yes, we talked about this, this, and this. And there's some things that go and and you never, and you're prepared and you never see them called. And then there's some things that they're all over. Like, you know, last year was the slashing. They told us we're going to be all over the slashing and they were all over it. But anyway, this year, one of the things they told us about that they were going to watch was exactly that. People who were like dragging out icings or line changes. And they said there were certain teams, and they wouldn't tell us which ones, that had the reputation for being either really good at it or really bad at it, depending on your perspective. And they wouldn't tell us. I don't know if Washington was one, but they did tell us that that was a call that they were going to be all over because they felt the teams who deserved advantage whether it was because of an icing or a long shift and the other team got trapped, um, they were trying to get extra rest. And they said they were going to call that. And as far as I know, there could be other options. But as far as I know, that's the first time it's been called this year. Wow. Well, something to watch for. We'll see if uh, it gets called uh, as we move forward throughout the season. Speaking of moving forward throughout the season, Elliot, uh, let's look around the league here and talk about maybe some coaches that are on the hot seat. I know Mike Yo basically told everyone that he's on the hot seat himself. Uh, what do you think's going on there in uh, St. Louis and any other coaches in your mind uh, on the hot seat right now as well? 
Well, I mean, like I was, I was on radio in Calgary this morning, and they were they were telling me that they didn't like that Mike Yo said that, and my, and my response was, um, I, I response my response to that was, you know, look, like obviously coaches aren't dumb; they know when the heat is on them. That's number one, and number two, I'm sure after they blew a lead to Winnipeg, and they, they have that great win in Toronto. They blow a lead in Winnipeg, they lose. They blow a lead at home to Columbus, they lose. Mike Yo is probably, you know, he's sitting there, he's so frustrated. You know, one thing we forget is we talk to these guys 10 minutes, 20 minutes after a game, and your coach, player, whatever, if you really care, you're competitive, and Mike Yo cares, and you're going to get that answer sometimes. Like, I don't have a problem with that comment. You know, we, we sit here at times and we say, oh, guys are boring, they don't tell us anything. And then when a guy gives us a raw quote like that, we rip him for, for you know, being for they shouldn't say that. Well, we can't have it both ways. So I don't I don't have a real big problem with the quote. I, I do think in St. Louis you could really sense the possibility that it's coming. Um, you know, some other situations. There's Los Angeles, and you know I think the other one is, that, and I'm not necessarily saying it's the coach because he has been really protective of his coach there, Ron Hextall has. But I, I, if you saw Hextall this week, you can sense that he's really frustrated with the way it's going in Philly, and he's going to do something if this doesn't change. Now, I don't know yet what something is, but he's ready to do it. So, And don't forget, two weeks ago, you know, a couple of games of the season, it was you guys that all the attention was on. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that you really do notice is that the stress level – is much higher earlier in the season than it's ever been. I mean, I looked the other night on Wednesday when, and there's, I think there were 10 games on, there were five teams on Wednesday that played 10 games. And yet the stress level on these teams is just out of control. So I think it just shows you how much pressure there is and nobody feels there's a lot of time to wait. Yeah, actually, I love what Yo said, to be honest, as well, because everyone's thinking it, but uh, he just went out and said it. So what, there's nothing wrong with that in my mind. So I'm all, I'm all for that, and I would love to see more of it. But uh, coaches like to keep things close to the vest, so I don't think uh, that will be a trend. Uh, quickly, Elliot, a, a text here saying the Oilers need to go after Kadri, and we'll, we'll piggyback this into uh, Nylander, oh of course, God. because I don't know where this Kadri thing even started, but I was seeing it on Twitter earlier about if they if they sign Elander, will they move Kadri? What's going on there? I, I don't think they're moving Kadri. Like to me, that's uh, you know, it sounds like uh, the guy who said it got kind of radioed, and um, you know, so I don't know, but you know, I, I I'd be shocked if they're trading Kadri. Like I really would. Number one, he's a center. And you can't have enough centers. Like, what's everybody excited about in Toronto? Oh, look what we got at center. We got Austin Matthews. We got John Tavares. We got Nazem Kadri. You know, what, what are you what are you breaking that up for? And the other thing too, on a team with a cap crunch, why are you going to trade one of your best co- uh, contracts? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make a so, lot of sense to me. I mean, look, like weird weird stuff can happen, but I I would be surprised to see. I mean, if Kadri gets traded. We're going to look at the return, and we're going to say, oh, wow, okay, I get it. But I would be surprised. Yeah, maybe if there's a defenseman in the mix, I don't know. But, by the way, what's the latest uh, on Nylander at this time? You know, I, I all I've heard is that 
they're really trying both sides, but they're not there yet. Like, uh, I think the Maple Leafs don't want to go to seven on a long-term deal, and I don't think Nylander's willing to go under five on a short-term deal. You know, like, they're still stuck. I think they're really trying, but philosophically, I think they're still really badly. Elliot, we are out of time, so we'll let you go. But by the way, if you do a segment uh, on Hockey Night in Canada, both the delayed game feature this weekend, then you better give uh, the two Brennans some credit here. So uh, we'll see if that happens. I will. Well, first of all, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm definitely going to chase it for my notes next week. Okay. And uh, I, I will I, I will give you credit for that in the blog. And I'll just say it's proof that the best stuff on Oilers now happens when Stoffer isn't there. <laughs> Love it. 100%. Great. Thanks, Elliot. Have a good weekend, man. All right, guys. Have yourselves a great weekend. That's Elliot Friedman, the star of Hockey Night in Canada. 31 Thoughts with uh, Jeff Merrick. The list goes on and on. Great guy as well. Love chatting with Elliot. So there you go, Brennan. Nice work, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. That might be my big break. You know, if we get the shout-out on Hockey <laughs> yeah. Night in Canada, look out. Straight to the top. Because that seems like a perfect feature they would do during intermission or something. Maybe they save it for the late night game, you know, that sort of thing, and they might bring it up. Who knows? Honestly, like, that that kind of thing we've seen basically completely ruin the spectator aspect of a game of soccer, all right? And that's kind of a weird comparison to draw, but yeah. if the league's on top of that now, and it would never get to that point, I'm not suggesting that, but if the league's on top of it, I think that that is something that they should be uh, looking to punish. I completely agree with it. There's a reason that rule's in place, in the first place. Well, I like what Elliot said. They talked about it in the offseason. I'm assuming they told the coaches they're going to be looking for this this season. So Todd Rudin, after the game, obviously upset, saying they had no explanation for him, this and that. But clearly, he was trying to do something. So it, he was caught for it. So we'll see if uh, they stay. I think if they call it once, then they need to keep calling it consistently throughout the season, no matter what the team is or the the situation in a game and for going to call it they need to you know be consistent with it that's the one thing with officiating is if it's consistent they're calling things like that i'm okay with it but if it's all over the map or they just don't call it because it's a certain team or a certain situation in a game then i'd you know be against it but for now it's interesting to see uh, what will happen moving forward so detective uh brennan escott there should be a detective or something for halloween do you have your Halloween costume? I ready don't to actually. I should. I should do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one either. But I know our next guest at one o'clock, uh, Hal Gill, has a pretty uh, cool. Oh, that was special. <laughs> pretty cool Halloween yeah. costume. I don't know if I'd say cool, but uh, we'll we'll save it. We'll tease it and talk to him about it. Uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. After the news, uh, that's at 105. But for now, we'll take a quick time out. We'll get into some text messages when we come back here on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.56 in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, Brendan Escott with you, and we'll get to a Brendan here in one second with NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. In fact, they also have Christmas gifts for all your businesses out there. That will be an exciting thing you'll be hearing about here very shortly uh, from Elite Sportswear. But with NHL today, here is Brendan Escott. Sad news to start the day off with former NHL president John A. Ziegler Jr. As you may have heard throughout the day, he passed away at 84 years old. He served as the president of the league from 1977 to 1992 before Gary Bettman took over as the league's first commissioner. He was part of the merger between the WHA and the NHL that actually brought the Oilers to the league in 1979. Four games on the NHL schedule tonight. Winnipeg in Detroit. Jacob Della Rose will make his Red Wings debut. Ottawa is is at Colorado, Vegas, and Tampa Bay battle in the Sin City, and the Sharks visit Carolina. Now, I wouldn't normally bring up last night's scores, but the Penguins went down to Calgary and pounded the Flames 9-1. to Mike Smith chased after allowing six goals in 29 minutes, is what I heard. Uh, and the defenseman of the Flames, Travis Hamannick, he did return from the IR in that game as well. Canucks D-man Alex Edler will have an MRI on his knee. He injured that in Wednesday's game against Arizona and did not return. Dallas defender Miro Heiskanen also scored his first career goal last night in Dallas's 5-2 win over Anaheim. And Max Domi extended his point streak to five games, though Montreal fell to Buffalo 4-3. The NHL upheld Tom Wilson's 20-game suspension yesterday. And if you tuned into the show, you would have heard that uh, Brian Burke was basically explaining the next step for Wilson is to file an appeal and send his case to an independent mediator. Bakersfield Condors are at home tomorrow night against the Stockton Heat. The Oil Kings return to action uh, tonight on the road in Kootenay, and then they come home Saturday and Sunday for games against Saskatoon and Lethbridge. And the U of A Golden Bears have the UBC Thunderbirds at the Claire Drake this weekend. We hear a little bit more on that from uh, head coach Ian Herberts later in the show. Brendan? That is NHL Today for our friends over at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Uh, you didn't mention uh, any news on your Texans today there, uh, Brendan. Well, it's not NFL today, <laughs> well, but boy, I know. I'm that, just was a, you. that was a thunderous victory, but at what cost? Because yes. Will Fuller's down. You heard it here first. We're gonna, they, they're going to sign Des Bryant, okay? Hmm. That's happening. Well, they have Kiki, don't they? Or is he banged up as oh, well? Oh, he's got a bum hamstring, yeah. so you never know. I had to give you a shot there. Thank but you. You should have gave me one right back since my Bengals got absolutely destroyed on Monday Night Football, or Sunday Night Football last week, which is not pretty. The Chiefs are just steamrolling everyone in their path. That's a fun team to watch. Absolutely. Uh, I think they played the Rams at some point this season, too, so that's going to be a good game, maybe a Super Bowl preview. We'll have to wait and see. It's a 12.59 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout for the 1 o'clock news. When we come back, we'll chat with Hal Gill, former NHLer, now an analyst with the Nashville Predators. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.